Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. We're back. We're back. We're back. This is the first time listening to us. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to our podcast. It's going to be that time of year where we get to vote, Joel. Voting matters, people. Vote, vote, vote. I wonder if you guys are wondering just where the heck we've been. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys have many questions. Like, hey, where's what the F is lady like? Where are you ladies? Well, if you can call us ladies. <laughs> the what the F is lady like ladies. <laughs> so why don't you fill them in? What the heck happened? I mean, I, I can tell you this. Joel was, um, um, didn't really remember nine days of October. Yeah. So guys, you know, it's me to blame. Um, it's all my fault, but you know, it's it's my health. Um, I, Jewel, had a really, uh, I don't even know if I can call it one episode, uh, a nine day, and I still after the nine days wasn't feeling better, but nine days consistently uh, episode of cyclic vomiting and nausea, pain, I guess passing out is a new thing for me now and you know my family's telling me that um it was not a good time no it was really really scary and she's gonna be um you know going in you know quite frequently in the next week or two or so you know we're gonna do a show when we can because we love you guys yeah this last one um for all my sickly vomiting people out there who want to hear that information it was a scary one this was probably i don't know i'm not gonna say probably this was the most scariest episodes or episode yet um uh because usually i have my 24-hour episodes that you know i go in the hospital and i i they i can get it under control this this wasn't one of those cases. Um, my meds weren't working. Even the meds through the doctors going to the hospital was not working. I was in there. I got admitted to the hospital. So I wasn't just in the ER. I got admitted. 
um, the first half of that on the 12th, I believe. I think it was the 13th. And so I got that. And then they, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm getting better. Let's, you know, let's send me home. They were, they, I had prescriptions that I was supposed to have. The pharmacy wasn't open. So that's, that's also a problem for, you know, sick patients. Whereas if you can't get access to the meds that you're trying to keep yourself better, then it's not going to work. So I try, I, I think I fell asleep and I attempted to, you know, try to get better. It didn't work. Uh, the next morning, uh, the ambulance was called and yet again, I terrified my, one of my children, it being my son this time. And he panicked, freaking out. Why is my mom going into this ambulance? Why are these strangers doing this? But this time it was really bad. I had went to, I I still was, I woke up vomiting. And then I went to go be on the couch. That's the last thing I remember. And then I'm being told that, oh, she passed out. She's not coherent, all this stuff. So my partner, Simon, called 911. And I think that the only time I remember was when I woke up in the ambulance. So I don't remember a whole lot of the process of getting into the ambulance. But then I go there and this is also what a lot of cyclic vomiting patients have to deal with a lot too is... I don't mean it to be mean, but there's a lot of shitty doctors out there who are doing things for the wrong reasons and they they genuinely don't care about your well-being. And I had to deal with that on this go around. And there was a doctor who was pushing a lot of things that really made me feel uncomfortable, but I fought for myself and was my advocate. Thankfully, I fought for it and said no. They wanted to try and get fluid from my spine for some reason. And I said, nope, I don't feel comfortable with that. And then there was one thing after another. I guess he had kind of touched, not touched me inappropriately, but touched me pretty rough. I don't necessarily remember what he did, but I guess my partner, Simon, felt very uncomfortable. Oh, I'll tell you what he did. <laughs> okay. He, he, we had we had hit the button because you had passed out again okay. and um it took forever for them to come and by the time the the doctor got there which we did not know at the time he was a doctor by the time the doctor got there it, there was so much time that went by we had already gotten you awake mm. and coherent right not coherent you weren't really coherent but we got you to come to to us and during that time he was like hyper back and forth it was like oh my gosh what is he on drugs or something like he's hyper back and forth and um we tried to explain to him but he wasn't listening to us what was what you were going through and the arm that you had had all the ivs through hmm. he had took it over your head and just dropped it Okay, yeah, see, so that irritated my partner. That was where he was like, I don't want him dealing with her anymore. Like, he felt like that was a little really aggressive. And then he kind of also, like, what I was hearing from that, like, he was just, like, all over the place. And 
Um, then after that moment, there was no calming Simon down. He's very protective of me. And so there was a situation that happened to where my mom, it wasn't that she was, I think, upset with Simon. I think she, there was, it wasn't getting anywhere. So she said, okay, can you please just step out? Cause I, he, she needed to hear what they were trying to say. And the notes that were from that whole situation, cause that doctor did notes from there and it's, he was so unprofessional, super unprofessional. And, um, he made me feel like I needed to have this one operation or procedure to save my life. He's like, you could die. Like, that's not, you don't, you don't do that. You don't, like, and I, and then come to find out someone who's in our family, who's in the medical field, my mother contacted it and said what the situation was. And he's like, do not let them touch her spine. And so I was like, well, thank God I was my advocate and said, no. And so then my mom was on the phone with somebody. Something happened to where I'm pretty sure it was my mom fighting for it the whole time for me to have somebody to recommend me to be readmitted to the hospital. And I think you said this person looked like pink, right? No, was that the first time? No, you're thinking of a different time. See, she doesn't know. But that was the first time. Um, the last time, the first time, um, there was a really good advocate for Jewel that helped us get her admitted. And that was on the 13th. The time that she's referring to is the last time that she got admitted, which I ended up having to call in a patient advocate and talking Mm -hmm. to the patient advocate out in the hall. Um, shortly after that, um, is when she ended up getting admitted and out of the ER. Yeah, and this is why, like, she's going to have to fill in, because a whole lot of it, besides I feel like the last few days of me being admitted, I don't remember. It's, like, all a blur. Um, but the bottom line is we got her admitted. Mm-hmm. We did, in the fir- during the first series time, we did get her, uh, she agreed on procedures done that she doesn't remember. We did get those done, which did give us information. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're on the road to try and figure out how to treat her. She's probably going to have to have like a 10 day course treatment um, in the hospital in the hospital. So that's why we're filling you in this last go around because it, I think because of extensively how long it was, I'm having a really hard time recovering and um, I don't wouldn't say I'm, even halfway recovered because I'm having a lot of pain. Um, it, I don't care to overshare. Like like what we've been told about like, oh, you should just not give a fuck. You're give a, I, my give a fuck is broken after this last go around. And um, within that procedure that I had done, they were pressing on my stomach is what I'm being told. And I was bleeding. Well, the procedure, we looked at her esophagus and then we went down Mm -hmm. to where her dotum is and we went all the way to Wyndham. (laughs) See, we went in. That's why I'm not a doctor. Okay. I'm in construction. Okay. (laughs) So we went out and which is the top part. And then we went down in and and part her esophagus got better because she had long breaks. So that's good. She she need she kudos. Yay. (laughs) One thing I did right. Yeah. One thing. And then, um, but as you got down and you you started going down around, there's this area that is all veiny, like red veiny, 
and then you see her other areas, which isn't like that. And um, when they would uh, touch it, it would bleed. So that was concerning for the doctors. So um, she does have H, H. pyrrole, which we... Um, which is, if you don't know what that is, it's an ulcer-causing bacteria, I believe. So um, she has, a, not acute, she has a chronic, mm-hmm. which means it's been there for a long time. And she hasn't been able, she hasn't been able to have it treated because she... The standard prep is not ideal for a cyclic vomiting patient. It will trip her into an episode. So that's mm-hmm. why she needs to, uh, you know, go into the hospital and have have the treatment. It has to be done. Yep. So that is our priority. Well, my priority right now is treating the H. pyrrole because that is the urgency thing of it. Because the cyclic vomiting, it won't go away. It, it There's no cure for it. As we've talked about, there's no cure. Wish there was a cure. And more information on it, but H. pyrrole, it supposedly can be eradicated and gone. So that's what we have to treat first and then go down the next things. But basically, my whole stomach is inflamed and pissed off. But because of her insurance, they're like, oh, no, no, no. We, you know, we can't we can't admit you into the hospital. We have to call you have to go have an appointment because of your insurance and because I just got to say this real quick. Let me just go on my little rant real quick. Okay. Just let me do. I was sitting in the hospital. Jewel may have been out of it, but along here comes a doctor going from the East coast and the doctor goes, you know, the primary care doctors over in the East coast are really involved with their patients over here on the West coast. They're not. They're not involved. Mm-mm. Everything is different. Everything is different over in the West Coast. And I'm sitting there like, what? Right. Huh? What? So then she goes and, you know, she, she gets it. You know, we're at home. She goes into her follow-up. She sees, you know, the person that is supposed to be treating her for the H. pyrrole and all the stuff. And they're like, yeah, I can't admit you. I'm not an admitting doctor. And she was passed. And she was pissed because they should have treated it in the hospital while she was in the hospital instead of, you know, before releasing and then the hospital saying, well, no, this is something that's an outpatient, but because she has cyclic vomiting, that can't be an option because, you know, she's just going to end up in the ER. So this week we have an appointment for the infectious diseases. Yes. It sounds really bad, but um, those are supposedly the only people that can admit me into the hospital to do that. And my doctor, because I'm this rare case, she goes, I've never had anybody like you. She's like, you were in the hospital more than any of my other patients. So she said, I'm hoping for that case that it would help me get in because she's like, you're in the hospital every month, basically, and multiple times. And so she said... Hopefully, because of how bad I am, that that will help me get admitted. And guys, I'm only 27, just to remind you. She's just a baby. She's just a, a baby. baby. She's just a baby. And just a reminder, guys, it's a pouring down rain. We have the dogs. We have the kids. We have, you know, a whole household in here. So if you hear, hear a bunch of kids, dogs... 
you know, it's just our life. So during the time that Joel was in the hospital, I got to spread my, my father's ashes. Um, we planted a tree. Well, I can't, I, I probably shouldn't say a whole bunch of stuff. I should probably cut that out, but no, I'm just going to tell you, we planted a tree. We put, um, dad's ashes and we planted a tree and spread his ashes all over the place over at his cabin. We did. So, you know, that happened and Joel was, I felt like pretty, it was pretty safe because Joel was in the hospital. She wasn't at home. So, you know, I was able to go and do that with my, my siblings. Um, so it was a pretty stressful kind of October. Mm-hmm. Um, from the last show that we were on till even, yes, to this morning. So, you know, we took a moment to try and do a show. And uh, those of you that suffer from cyclic vomiting, hey, we're we're a family. And, okay, well, I'm not going to say and. But then, you know, I get out of the hospital. And, you know, you know what season it is, what time time it is right now. It's voting. We're, we're, we're here to vote, right? I mean, the election's happening, and fuck, I get out of the hospital. Nope, I got a duty I got to do. It's voting time. Yeah. Um. You know, we got our all of our ballots, all of our stuff, pretty much right after I got out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we're like, fuck, let's go. This is an important one. And we literally went through it, each thing to read mm-hmm. what everything meant. And... I mean, in each county, it'll be different. In each state, it'll be different. But it is so important to vote, to get your voice heard and out there. I mean, I feel like more voices behind it helps. Yeah. And one thing I will say, um, voting is, is a personal thing, right? It's not something that, you know, should be a, you know, public it can be private right yeah a lot of people want to be public about who they're voting for and they want to push 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 but at the end of the day it is up to you Mm -hmm. it is up to what your agenda is what you would like to see happen Mm -hmm. and not what even somebody you live with Mm -hmm. it's a personal thing is what I, I i think and it's your right it's your right to your own vote to what your opinion is and what you what like basically what she said what you want done in your area and you feel like these people are going or these people or this act is going to get accomplished yeah so i spent a lot of time researching just what the fuck okay now you got to remember you got all of these ads let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you got, I mean, comment, post any, like, reply back to us. If you guys have had this happening to you, I mean, you, I, I would have to say it's happening to, like, most everybody. I mean, I don't know. I've, me, I I thought it was more towards the younger voters, but no, girl, you get in the shit, too. Yeah. So, I get text messages. I get emails. I get um, phone calls. Um recently mail well everybody gets the junk mail okay now let me just tell you we're in oregon and we care about you know we care we care 
you know how many trees Wasted. have got to had to have like just been chopped down for this fucking thing every time every single time i check the mail it is more stacks of the bullshit propaganda that they're trying to shove on and i and we this dude it is up to us to do our own research and figure out what the fuck don't push it in my fucking face it's kind of as as much as people are like oh you know it's it's not like how you know people who have this powerful standing like celebrities or whatever where they're like get out and vote they're telling you get out and vote they're not telling you get out and vote for this person and vote for this and vote for that and talking shit that it's 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 and it's becoming creepy and weird Okay, I'm going to make up fake characters right now. Okay, Beavis. Okay. I'm just going to make up Beavis. And the other one's going to be Butthead. Okay, <laughs> so here they are up up in the in in the runnings. And here comes, you know, you're watching whatever home show. What is the show I watch? With the home edit. Home editor. Or, or you know, what's the other one that I watch? With the mom and the, oh, Good Bones. Good Bones, yeah. Good Bones, okay. So you're just sitting there, you're trying to, you know, watch it. And here comes Beavis's ad campaign. And guess what? They are just like getting butt heads, you know, like butt head, you know, did this, did this, did this, did this, and then this and this and this. And then here comes butt heads ad. And then they're over here going oh beavis must have you know buried a dead body you know and you're like what the hell dude what i want to know is we're fucking adults these are grown-ass adults so when did we become where we get out of high school and this is acceptable like trashing on people just straight fucking shit talking like it's shit talking like it's high school shit talking back like Oh my God. It's like groups coming out. And this is how I felt with the presidential election. And I've said it. It's high school bullshit where you're pinning people against other people. And it's just like, fuck my dude. Oh my God. It's too much. I got to tell you, I did my research. I got my voters pamphlet. The very next day I voted, it was turned in. So all of the text messages, emails, and I got postcard handwritten that's where i'm telling you it gets weird and creepy we got handwritten letters like you would think like my dad goes oh he's like feeling it he's like i think it's fake i was like no dude these are these are handwritten and it's creepy it's creepy that that and you have to read what they're saying to you because it's like pinpoint exactly like to your what's going on oh we're gonna read them we're gonna read them we're gonna we're, we're we're gonna read them and if I'm being honest, I feel like uh, the one that was more so weird um, over all of them was the one that was directed to my partner, Simon. Um, his was he if you guys don't know his background, um, he is Russian. He was born in Russia. He moved here when he was a baby. Basically, he was three well, maybe a little. He wasn't four yet, but he was close to four. And. His was literally pinpointed to that direction of being of like not from here, then coming here and how important it was to vote. We're going to read it to you, but his was the weirdest. But on a side note, Jewel helped him study to get his 
citizenship and and me we were we were quizzing him we made post-it note cards and like we were studying and he my dude got it right the first try right and they were expensive too yeah they're not cheap to get a citizenship so if you have to keep trying to test that sucks so mine i had already voted already voted i got a postcard from medford oregon hi sarah thank you for being a voter your friends and family may need your reminder to vote in the tuesday november 8th election Alex J. Well, Alex J. I already voted, and my friends are going to are already voted. So did my and and almost every single person in my family votes. So you could just piss off. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing some research because now we were getting handwritten letters, not me. But other people in the household are getting hand handwritten letters. So I'm like, okay, what is what is our news saying about this? And the funniest thing about this is, um, my dad's the only one who hasn't gotten a letter, and he's kind of feeling left out. But you got to remember, they screwed up his ballot. Exactly, they didn't have all the right information on his ballot. But it just kind of like. Everybody else has gotten one but him. And I'm just, <laughs> it's just funny to me. Because I think um, um, one election, he he is, um, I love my dad. He likes to fight against the system sometimes. So if there's somebody, which I don't know if he did it this year. I don't think he did. If somebody was being running for something and they had nobody opposed, he was like, well, that's not fair. So he'd fucking write somebody in that he would, I mean, it was a person and he was just like, well, that's not fair. I mean, obviously they're going to get it. So I think, um, him pissed, they, I don't know, maybe if he pissed him off, but you know, he's sticking it to the man. Yeah. And I told him how fucking serious it was Mm -hmm. to vote and you better just vote fucking seriously. And I really got on his ass this year. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't think he did that this year because this, this is really important election the the things matter that were on our ballot so and our poor men that live in this house um let me tell you they all know what women's rights are okay (laughs) and i think that they know that's best not if they they don't talk about shit unless you know they're supporting it and that's always great um but yeah they know not to step on the toes of that because we we're, we're powerful minds so I was like, okay, so let's look before I reread these two, um, these other two letters. And, and, and I got to, rem- I got to tell you other people on the house, except for, um, John got, <laughs> got the letters. <laughs> and I think the, I haven't gotten any of the text messages or phone calls. I would, I'm fucking, thank God. But, um, my partner Simon has been getting them equally as much as my mom. Yeah, and I I even get other people calling me within the household, and I'm like, ah, you got the wrong person. Per- you got the wrong person. Yeah, I think they were looking for my dad. And my mom's like, nope, not not here. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's do some research of what the news says about this. Our local news. 
and this is about you know the the postcards mm-hmm. and handwritten letters all the shit being pushed out now a postcard that's been making the rounds across Multnomah County has some voters concerned while it urges people to vote some feel the wording is a bit threatening. Now, Joe Ranieri joins us this afternoon. And Joe, how many other counties are seeing these postcards? Well, so far, it's just Multnomah County. And as far as just how many... False. We live in Clackamas County, not Multnomah County. So that's already false. False. They're, they're false. False news. False news. ...have received these postcards. It's still not clear yet, but I did reach out to uh, election offices in the Tri-County area. Both Washington and Clackamas County said they haven't received any of these postcards. This is what one of the postcards looked like. It says vote. You know what? We're in Clackamas County. They're a bunch of, they're a bunch of liars. <laughs> ...front. And then on the back, it's handwritten and says who you vote for is private, but whether you vote is public record. Now, we found similar postcards that have been circulating in other parts of the country ahead of... And that is true. I, that is true. We were going to talk about how you vote is public record. And, and, and also the status of where you're at in your voting is public record. And we're going to talk to you about that. And they keep just saying postcards. It's not just postcards, y'all. No, it ain't nights over the last couple of years. Now, a spokesperson with the Secretary of State office tells me these are campaign tactics, tactics that can come across as threatening at times. I spoke with an Oregon State University professor of political science who said this tactic doesn't surprise him at all. So I'm not surprised that there's increasingly kind of aggressive uh, language and tactics. Now, again, I did reach out to Washington County's elections office. A, a spokesperson told me they haven't seen any of these postcards circulating. I also reached out to Clackamas County elections office who told me the same thing. Now, there's no indication. For- lies. Such lies. False news. These postcards about, about who's behind them. Christelle, back to you. Thanks, Joe. So they don't know who's behind them. But guess what? We're going to tell you who's behind them because we flipping know. So let's let's listen to um, what what letters Joel has here. So before I'm going to read mine first. So before I read it, I'm just going to like my background. I am a stay at home mother. I don't work. Um, My work is my kids and taking care of my health. So. Well, she does work because she has a podcast show. True, true. But this is how it is you know, written to me, and then you're going to hear the difference in my partner assignments. Okay. So you have this non-written part where it's already typed up. It's like their pre thing. And then they fill in the blank at the bottom. It says, dear jewel. And they spelled my name correctly. Um, an important election is coming up on Tuesday, November 8th. Are you ready to vote? I already voted. Um, I vote because I feel I can help make the country a better place for my children and grandchildren. It's a luxury and a privilege. It is a fucking privilege. I mean, what? It is a luxury and a privilege. Okay. So does that mean if we vote the wrong way, we're not going to have our right to vote women? Does that mean that? It could, it's not a luxury or a privilege. And I don't know. This like what this reminds me of is there was a woman in Texas. Some people do it differently. You know, they some people hand it in and go scan it through a system and do it. Everybody. I think every place is different. Everybody how they vote is different. But every vote should count and matter no matter how they're voting. And this woman 
she goes and she has her ballot and she goes to scan it like she's always done. And there's one of these volunteers and he's like, oh, can I see your ballot? She's like, no. And then he has the audacity to say, oh, you should just throw your ballot away. It shouldn't count. And so now she's worried that something happened to her ballot. And it's like, you volunteers to volunteer, fucking do the right thing. It doesn't matter. It does not matter the way they're voting. It is it is our American right to vote. If you live in America and you are above the age of 18, you get to vote. And for them to say it's a luxury and a privilege, fuck off with that shit. It is our right. It is our right to vote. So now I'm going to read my partner Simon's. And now you, you guys know a little bit background history of his. So now you're going to hear how his was geared up and towards him. So same thing. Uh, Dear Simon, an important election is coming up on Tuesday, November 8th. Are you ready to vote? Vote. I vote because I remember that my grandfather who escaped from Poland and became an American citizen. That already I was like, oh my fuck. He was always proud to vote in every election. Now, so am I little fucking creepy i mean like you did your you you dug deep man you dug deep you knew about me and that's not creepy that's not a little creepy to anybody like that that data is you know out there and people are using it to try and for voting purposes and like I said, all the I'm pretty sure all these people that are they're all different people. They're these volunteers doing it. So how are each day to day person getting access to this information? Scott Foreman, he he's a real person. Scott Foreman, yeah. He um, established in 2017 something called Vote Forward. If you go on Vote Forward. They are sending, they get people as a push to get to vote. But what you're not, what you are not realizing when you're pushing to vote is you've already now breached a confidentiality in somebody's data because you have now, they've gotten the data of of who you are, how you've been voting, and it should be a privacy thing, right, Joel? 100%. Again, the not the the day-to-day people volunteers should not be looking or knowing how you're voting. It it and even the people who are counting the votes count the fucking votes. That is what it is. So, Multnomah County they use something called ballot tracks. And what it is, is every single voter, anyone, if you have a certain amount of information on a person, you can look up the status of where, you know, the status of their vote. You could see if they voted or not. If you have certain information, I'm not going to tell you what that information is because then that's just contributing to um, somebody's right to privacy. Mm -hmm. 
also the feds, as far as these little campaigns back and forth of the nitpicking, lying, over-exaggerating, you are supposed to be reporting that information. And that is on there. Uh, also, that you can file a complaint on that. But let's, let's, does anybody else find it a little creepy that they know so much about us? It, 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 you see, each one of these is a different name addressed, and it's this isn't the only things that we've gotten. We've, like you said, you've got text messages, calls, and it's just, it is so much, and it is weird and really creepy. And it's such an invasion of privacy. So, guess what? I didn't vote for some of these people that they're just, you know, shamming it down my, my, my throat, just so you know, Jewel. Yeah, and we've said this before. We don't like to sway political views on our show. That's that's one thing we don't do. And but this this is just you you're it you're not even letting people breathe to have their own opinions. Right. You're not letting people breathe. And that's why we're doing this show. Come Tuesday, we're going to find out what the hell is going on and, you know, on election day. Mm-hmm. And but until then, it's not going to stop. Yep. And I feel a little bit like mm, claustrophobic when it comes to that kind of stuff. You, It's kind of like when you go to Fred Meyer's. Oh, my God. And you're sitting there at Fred Meyers, and here comes the AT&T person right as you enter the door. And it's every single time, and you're just, you just want to flip out on him because you've told him multiple times, just, you know. There's a reason why we don't go to the mall. We don't want to be bugged by people. And then we're like, oh, I'm going to our local Fred Meyer. Oh my God, you walk through the door and they're like, hey, can we talk to you? And this is, this is my thing. This is my thing. We go to that Fred Myers consistently on the same day, every fucking weekend, walk through the same entrance. We have the same process. So you see us. I know you recognize us. You see us every single time. Every time we're like, no, we're good. We're good. And then it's like, I don't mean to be a bitch, but I'm like, dude, at this point, you've asked one too many times. And we've gone there so many, so long that that the lady greeter knows us. Yeah. <laughs> We're always like, what's up? And she's like, hey, how you doing? It's like, they know us there. Sometimes we get in conversations with the people that check in. We're like, oh, yeah, we've seen you last weekend. Yeah, we come here every fucking weekend. Jill's not going to let that Fred Myers thing go. Kroger, you need to get your motherfucking shit together. Yeah, it's <laughs> annoying. I mean... <laughs> That one of those reasons why I don't go to the mall is because I don't want to be bugged by people and you walk to go to the stores and you're getting stopped after kiosk after kiosk going, hey, try this product. You want this product? No, I don't. Oh, bringing up Kroger. I just got to say this. So they're going to be in a lawsuit. Yes, yes, they are. Because guess what? They want to take over um, Albertsons, which is Safeway. And guess what? You cannot just have, you know, overpower everything. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. So I'm hoping Kroger loses. Don't know why. Don't know why. Well, this is my whole thing is I feel like because as of recently this last week, you and I have both gone to both well Fred Meyer, Kroger and Safeway. They have different things. They do. 
So merging them, I'm like, how's that going to work? Because for one thing, one of my favorite items to buy at Safeway that they don't have at Fred Meyers is they have my organic whipping cream and they have it in a big bottle and it's nice and it's perfect. They don't have that anywhere else. They only have it at Safeway. So I hope that they, that Kroger loses. I'm with you. I hope they lose because they don't need to have it all. Yeah. Money greeting bastards. And with that, (laughs) us consumers, the price of things in the stores are going to go up because if you think about it and if you, if you know anything about that, the business stuff, when you merge that, there's not another competition. So why is there going to be price less? They're going to price things up and we're going to get fucked more than we already are with this freaking stupid inflation we got. So I hope you lose Kroger. I hope you're hearing <laughs> lose with that now. <laughs> As we say here, as we don't want to bash about things, but seriously, no, because that that's a negative. That's a negative thing. And that's negative for people around anywhere. That's not a beneficial thing to happen. Yeah. So I don't know. We need to get back to like, um, I don't know, protecting our information, maybe. Um, I mean, we talked about our data a long time ago and how our data is worth something. Yeah. And so these people called Vote Forward, mm-hmm. um, they have your data mm-hmm. and then our local news won't tell you who's doing it, but there's an organization called Vote Forward. And if you go on their Twitter, they're, they're even saying, hey, thank you for all of you people who hand wrote these yada, yada, yada. So. All of you local news channels, guess what? We already found that out. We know who it is. It's called Vote Forward. There are other organizations out there like this, but this one is pretty big. And needless to say, we all voted before we got these handwritten letters. So too late. Too late. We did it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's probably going to be stressful. This yeah. Next week, this next week is going to be. I mean, I really hope that people voted and you know really actually took the time to research, like we did, the backgrounds of every information, not just the people, but the other things that were being voted on that are really important, especially what's going on in Portland. It, it's important. And in the primaries, uh, our county screwed up our ballots. So not all of our ballots um, got counted in the primaries. And they screwed up the barcode, and they also uh, didn't have everything on um, the voters' ballot, you know, at that time in the primaries. So the lesson that I want everybody to go with with today is... um, Number one, you never know what somebody else is going through and why we have not been on the show. And number two, make sure you protect your data. Watch what information you put out there. Don't sign up for every little thing online. Uh, protect protect yourselves these days. It's, it's becoming a scary world out there. And a lot of things are digital and... Um, electronical and all this funny thing to line things up um because 
you know, you know, I am, I am younger than my mom, but I'm still an old soul. Like we went to the store one time and they were like, oh, you could use the tap. And we're like, what the fuck's a tap? And it reminds me of this video that came out of this celebrity. She was like, oh, I don't know what tap is. So she tapped her card. Like she just tapped it with her finger. And it's like, why are we getting to these things to where it's, it's all confusing and just be careful because things are really getting pushed in that direction. And with that being said, your information is going to be carried around a lot. Yeah. So try and figure out a way to protect your information the best that you can. Yep. So until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jewel. Peace. is ladylike is produced by us our theme song is by come back karma don't forget to like and subscribe <laughs>